latest from Scotston. This is Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors' official podcast. We are back. Hello and welcome back to Season 3 of Warriors Weekly. We're back for the 2020-2021 season, a season that's shaping up to be like no other. I'm your host, Glasgow Warriors Media Manager Duncan Seller, and today I'm joined by the club's fifth all-time appearance holder, a Pro 12 winner, a Calcutta Cup winning Scotland international, a man who's played in every single Glasgow Warriors game since returning from the World Cup in 2019. He was recently named club co-captain for a third year in succession, Warrior number 183, Ryan Wilson. Ryan, how are you? COVID-19. COVID-19. <laughs> how you doing, mate? We should have had something about COVID in there as well. Um, I'm something. very well, thank you, Duncan. Very well. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, how's training been this week? Uh, training's been good this week. Um, obviously, our last week of our very strange pre-season before we, we play Connor next week. So um, it's more had more of an emphasis on next week, um, looking at Connor. So yeah, an extra week to prepare for them. So today is Friday, um, the last week, last day, I guess, of pre-season. Uh, we'll be re- releasing this on Wednesday of next week, leading up to our game against Connacht. I'm here to talk to you about the new season. However, it'd be remiss of me not to talk about your escapades during lockdown. Um, you've become somewhat of a renaissance man, I would have said, uh, of late. First a chicken farmer building makeshift chicken coops, and you quickly graduated to a house builder uh, with some help from some fel- fellow warriors. Um, firstly, how are the chickens? Um, the chickens are okay. Okay. Uh, okay, I'd put, yeah. How many replacements have we got? How many down, back up? N- um... We're actually, it's a, yeah, we're down to two. Down to two. Started at four. Yeah. Down to two. Foxes, is it? Mm. Yeah. I th- well, we think so. The foxes are the neighbour's cat, but I think it's the foxes. It's the foxes. The cat next door looks like a fox. Uh, Nick Grigg thinks the cat next door is a fox. So we've had some sightings of what we think is a fox, but is a cat. Yeah. But I'm sure it is the fox at night. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing to do with it's your chicken It's very confusing. Building. Nothing to do with your building of the chicken coops. No, 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 no. I um obviously in a residential area. I don't think you're meant to have chickens, but they're free roaming chickens, so they go where they like. Right, I see, I see. And then obviously house builder. I think I saw recently you moved in. Did you? I have yet yeah. moved in last Friday. Uh, well, whenever this is recorded, this is being recorded on a Friday. So yeah. this last Friday last I moved Friday. in. Finally moved into the house. I've obviously been in there but living in different parts of it. Yeah. Like it's got different wings. It hasn't. It, uh, I was living in like an outhouse at the back. So right. been in there and yeah, various different places actually. It's yeah. been very stressful, Duncan. And how did that come about? And how much did you know like, about building a house before this? Was it a lot of YouTube tutorials? I think I saw something right at the start. You were talking about how just you'd watch everything on YouTube and that's how you kind of learn as you went. Or Yeah, my, my old man and brother-in-law in the building game. So I've done building stuff when I was younger I've always labored and stuff and done stuff with my old man and my brother-in-law and mates of mine that I've gone and worked for so I, I know a little bit but definitely nowhere near enough um yeah. so yeah a lot of it's been crash course uh, into building but it's been good fun good learning it's pretty easy actually it's yeah. like IKEA furniture on a bigger scale you reckon yeah yeah and you've had a few players helping you out obviously we've had professionals in yes all the time all the time Health and safety has been followed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And who was the best helper out of the players that were coming in and about? DTH Vandermover, by far, was my... Um, he actually became site manager for right. a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we actually started back training, 
I couldn't be there full time and uh so DTH was still here in the country so he he took over as a site manager and he was fantastic yeah did a good job yeah Nothing sad to see him go actually yeah very very sad time so he uh no he enjoyed it now he's moved on to he's doing some stuff in Canada fitting solar panels at the mm -hmm. moment yeah so yeah I, I suppose I projected him into his new job yeah until you, he, was, his, he was the apprentice until his now. next rugby contract takes over obviously I think he's just tying it over but yeah, no, he was brilliant. He was a massive help to me. Good. And coming out of lockdown, you're coming down with coming out with chickens. You're coming out with a new house and a bit of a new haircut as well. Is the 2015 top knot coming back? No, I'm not going for the top knot. Um, I yeah, I just I think I had my hair cut maybe two or three weeks before lockdown started, and I didn't get it cut. Obviously, I just started growing it and thought oh, I'm just going to see how long I can get it. And then I thought I'll cut it for the Edinburgh Games. Now I thought oh, I can get through these games, and now I've had another period where I've been able to grow it, and it's just yeah, my wife's desperate for me to cut it. But yeah. what are you thinking? I don't know. I'm, I'm, Haysto wants me to go for like the man bun, but I feel like it's a long way to get to a man bun. I think it probably is, yeah. But it's very long. Yeah, it is long. Yeah. Ah, it's you're gonna have to wear a hairband. I've seen you wearing a scrum cap in training. I I wear a scrum cap in training because I don't want to put the amount of product that I have to put on in um in games. Right. You have to really slick it back. I actually put the handball wax really? that you use to stick your hands. Yeah. I never use that, but some guys that can't catch stick it to the hands in games. Mm -hmm. And I, um, one of the boys, I think it was George Turner, came into the dressing room and I was spraying the handball wax in my hair to make it stay in place. But nothing works. No? Nothing works. I think you just have to sort of get on with it. Yeah, just suck it up. Yeah. Yeah, but rough and rugged, yeah. So what look are you going to go for? So basically, people keep getting me mistaken with Bradley Cooper. Right, okay. So that's what you're sticking with, is it? Yeah. It's not a bad bloke. Is that life after rugby, is it? Probably Cooper impersonator? No, no. I mean, obviously, I, you know, look quite like him. No, I don't look like him. Put them for that bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll take Bradley Cooper. Bradley but Cooper. if it's only for the hair, yeah. obviously my face doesn't look like his face. Uh, years of hard rugby do that to you. Yeah. Exactly. Sad. So I alluded to it at the start of the show. Um, you've been named co-captain for a third year. I have. The last two years you were co-captain with Callum Gibbons. And now you're co-captain with Fraser Brown. I am. So what changes now that we have Fraser in as your, I guess, your co-captain, your right-hand man? What changes? Um, I always sort of said it over the last few years is that it's it's never, you know, the, the captaincy side of things is sort of, I guess, a label. It, but it goes with the whole leadership group that really deals with everything. Yeah. Um, you know, me and Fraz obviously speak a lot more than, than some of the other guys at training, etc. in games. Um, Fraz obviously puts more of a serious spin on things, I'd say, yeah. than myself. Um, but it's good because, you know, I, I guess there's a good balance there um, with, with myself and him. So, But like I said, it's um, it's down to a leadership group that really you know, drives everything behind the scenes. Who, who's in that leadership group? And I guess, how's that relationship been with Danny as just yourselves as captains and then also as a wider leadership group? Yeah, no, it's, um, it's been good. It's, a, it's the normal suspects, um, your nines and your tens, the game drivers obviously in there, um, likes of Pete Horn. Um, so, yeah, we've got a good group. Um, and I mean, with Danny, his emphasis, I guess like Renz was, you know, had a big emphasis on wanting us to drive a lot of the standards drive a lot of the stuff on and off the field. So um, there's probably even more of an onus on us in terms of 
training um you know we get past training gets passed over to the leaders and we have to take parts of the sessions and things so um it's probably emphasized even more now but that's uh yeah that's always been the way of what the leadership group do i suppose that, that's it with the captain's run now the captain's run is solely for you guys isn't it the coaches aren't really involved in that anymore from what i saw yeah no correct yeah so when we when we have a captain's run um yeah it will be passed over just to the players I mean, you know the thing behind that is on game day it's us that are driving things on the field and it's us that you know really know what we need to brush up on etc so um again how we're feeling we get a good a good sense of how the boys are feeling and stuff from training so how much we need to do um if we need to put a little bit more in there or take a little bit off so it makes sense yeah and pre-match team talks now fraser from what from what i've seen at least fraser's kind of the bit more kind of quieter guy telling people to kind of hit the specifics and reminding kind of the key talking points and then it seems to be your job to step in and kind of give that rousing speech getting everybody ready to go um in, in our last game against Edinburgh, which was Fraser's 100th cap, you um, you talked about family, and that was a huge thing. Um, I watched it back because uh, we have a little GoPro in the change room that we sometimes capture stuff on, and I was ready to run through a brick wall after hearing that, like talking about family, fighting for the family, fighting for the people who are at home who can't be there to watch that 100th cap, who can't be there to watch and support. Like, for team talks, is it something that came natural to you? Do you, do you plan them ahead of time? Do you sit on a Friday night before a game on a Saturday and think what the talking points are going to be, or is it something that just kind of comes naturally? Um, yeah, like you said, I mean, there's there's a tactic side of it, which we'll always put out there first. But yeah, literally, is just before you run out, I suppose it's trying to get the boys fired up and yeah. realise why we're doing it, I suppose. And I guess, yeah, it does come naturally to me. It's something when obviously when I was made captain, I had to think about it a little bit more, but it's something that, you know, you grow every week. And yeah, there's a little bit of planning behind it. You've got to know. You know, it's like anything, know what to say, otherwise you can get caught in your words when you, you go out there and make a right idiot out of yourself sometimes. But, um, yeah, a lot of it just, I mean, we've got this warrior, Wally the Warrior, um, that you look at and he represents what the club is and what a warrior should be. Um, one of the big things on there is family. And, uh, and for me, that's probably one of the most important ones. So, you know, you look at that game and, yeah, there was Fraser getting its 100th cap in front of... 500 fans, yeah. 500 Select fans, Edinburgh which, fans. Yeah, which felt like 10 because they're Edinburgh Might fans. Feel, yeah. <laughs> it, I'm sure 500 Glasgow fans would have made it feel like 10,000, but because it was um, 500 Edinburgh fans, it felt like, yeah, 10 max. Yeah. Quiet as anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you've got someone that's doing something qu- quite amazing for the club and he's not managed to have his family there. You know, they're sat at home on, watching on the TV, etc. So you can tap into these things. And my aim is to try and, you know, get a little bit of fire going in, in the boys' bellies, I suppose, and yeah. make sure they're ready for it. So, And when you do them, do you get excited as well? I find, like, when I watch them, you seem to manage to ramp it up perfectly. You kind of start a bit quiet, and as you get to the end, you seem to be really passionate. So are you, is, yeah, while you're talking, are you getting yourself excited as well and ready to go? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. It's part of, yeah, probably... I don't, yeah, I don't really think about it too much. I suppose it's, I try and stick to like the detail bits and then, and then, yeah, build up to, to what you really wanted to get the, you know, get that message across. So it's, it's a weird one. I always, I always remember Big Al. He was, you know, he was a captain that when he gave his speeches, you know, everyone listened and everyone sort of, you know, yeah. the ears pricked up and you're like, oh, here we go. And he's someone that could always get you fired up. He was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I've had him. I had him as a captain for quite a long time when I was here, and 
you know, I've been at Glasgow my whole life, so all I've really seen. So having someone like that is uh, he's been brilliant. And then you move on to the likes of Greg Laidlaw when you play for Scotland, you see someone like him talk. He's so passionate about playing for his country, yeah, etc. And again, he was always amazing when when he spoke. So I guess you probably take things from seeing what other people do, right? And and use that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a little bit of planning because you want to make sure you know what you're talking about before. But it's not something that I'd sit down and write out anyway. Yeah. And then also in the Edinburgh game, we had a few debutants, guys who got their first caps for us. How, and you know, Enrique uh, Pieretto is an example of a guy who's come in, kind of came in obviously during the, what was I guess, off-season or lockdown, has played two games for us. How do you go about as a captain? And obviously you're the kind of, you're the outgoing, you're the, I guess some people would say Jack the Lad maybe, I don't know if that's how you'd like to be labeled, but you're the guy who kind of brings these people in. So how do you go about integrating new players? And then also, can you talk about a little bit about what they have to do you know, just to kind of, you know, on their first day in the club, do they have to stand up in front of the team and that kind of thing? Yeah, well, it's a strange one because usually in pre-season and stuff, we'd, you know, we'd have a bit more time together or um, we'd be able to have a social or something like that where we yeah. all get together. Um, but we've not managed to do any of that. So it's been a lot more difficult. And especially when you've got the guys like Enrique, he's a really quiet guy, but lovely bloke when you get, you know, sit down and have a chat with him. Um, but, People like that, we get them first day in. We get them up at the front of the front of the meeting room or wherever we're meeting now, which is outside usually. Yeah. Um, and we'll get them up, and and they just have to tell us something about themselves, uh, rugby history, and then again something about their family that you know tr- talk about their family a little bit, um, and then something that we don't know about them or any hidden talents. Yeah. So a lot of them can't be spoken about on the podcast. Right, okay. Do you have a hidden talent? Building, um, or maybe that's not hidden anymore, is it? God, I think. Oh, well, I did mine eleven years ago, so I've got loads of hidden talents. <laughs> loads. <laughs> I think that joke there actually kind of comes on nicely to kind of a little bit talking about club culture. So Fraser spoke last weekend uh, in the Sunday Times, uh, and he he speaking on you. He said Ryan's a lot chirper than I am. He's that guy who can fit in between everyone he's very good culturally at making sure the right meshes come through at the right time i kind of we've kind of touched on it a little bit there but what do you think he means by that um i think he would mean by that that i, I reckon i've got oh, I, I hope this is how people see it but i i think i've got a good balance of when i'm having a laugh and then taking it seriously yeah um so you know i always talk about being the way I am off the field, being that guy that yeah wants to have a laugh and have a good time, but as soon as you cross that white line and you're on the pitch, whether it's training um, or a game, yeah. then there's I think you see a bit of a switch in me there. So yeah. um, he's probably talking about that. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, and then and then you guys obviously drive standards as well. We, we talked about Danny kind of letting you guys lead a little bit more. What what does driving standards look like for you guys? How how do you keep people accountable? Well, we have to as a leadership group. We always talk about. You know, if we're we're wanting to, let's say someone makes a mistake somewhere or or isn't pulling their weight somewhere, well, to be able to poke them in the chest and pull them up on it, you've got to be doing it yourself. So, uh, you know, it's hard at times. You've got to make sure you're on the ball all the time. And we're not always. So, you know, a good example is when one of the leaders isn't, you know, you pull him out and and make sure you you have a crack at him to show that we're not above anyone else. But we're always there so your leadership group's always trying to drive the standards as much as possible mm-hmm. um, and when they do that it's a lot easier then to to go at the guys and say listen we've got to pull our weight here we've got to do this better we've got to do that better so yeah. 
um, yeah, being the perfect student, which I'm definitely not, but yeah. I try my best. Yeah. And is there anything, I guess, standards-wise that we do differently for anyone else? Do we have a certain rule that nobody else, that other teams don't have, or when people come in here, they're quite surprised that we do that? I don't know, because I've never really been anywhere else. Yeah. But is there something that you find that you guys come in and go, oh, I've never heard that before, or...? No, I, I, wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have said so. The, the one thing that I know that, it, speaking to players that have left here and gone other places... Yep is they always say how, you know, how amazing the boys are here and how tight a group we are. Yeah. There's no cliques and, you know, we talk about this culture thing and they just, yeah, they speak about how, how, how tight-knit a group it is and, you know, there's no real egos here yeah. except for Adam Hastings. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you see that when players leave and you talk to them after, you know, there's a lot of guys that I've spoken to that say, oh, I wish I'd never left, you yeah. know, because they look back and think they had it good here. Yeah. Um, so that's something that that always strikes me that we're doing something right here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah. well, I think we keep things pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. And can you talk a little bit about our, our finds? Obviously last season, so the 2019-20 season right at the start, there was a video we posted on our social media of Tim Swinson having to roll a dice up in Aberdeen. I think he was gonna get a, he was to get a spray tan twice over or something like that. Can you? Yeah, I think is, that's was. another thing about just basically driving standards, isn't it? You pulling guys up and then there's the kind of almost a court session, really, isn't there? Yeah, Matt Fag gets a lot of fines. He's um he's impressive at getting fines, but yeah. it's for things like being late or I don't know using your phone when you shouldn't have been on your phone, phone going off in meetings, all this sort of stuff. Yeah, um, it's all clocked up. There's Chris Fazara and Rob Harley are the ones that manage that group and they're the fines masters mm -hmm. and yeah if you get a fine you basically at the end of the week we have a dice as obviously six numbers six, six different fines various things um for example one of the new young guys um is wearing a suit to work and a suit away from work every day uh this week or it was last week sorry yeah um so that was one of the fines on there which is a, a, yeah i couldn't think of anything worse. I'm going to get dressed into a suit after training. Yeah. Um, Hi, when everyone else is coming in in shorts and t-shirts and just casual yeah. gear. Oh, I could think of stuff that's worse, actually. But <laughs> um, what are the other ones? Yeah, there's spray tan on there. Xander had a spray tan. He oh, looks wow. quite healthy. He looked like um, like he had been down in Malaga. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah, yeah he looked really dodgy, actually. I like can't a imagine Xander tan. He's got so many freckles. You think he'd burn? A gold chain. He would have, yeah, fitted right in at Linnickers down in uh, Marbella. <laughs> So he looked a bit funny. Um, Danny noticed that straight away, obviously, yeah. with his Welsh oh, of course. contingency. He was yep. obviously clocked the, the uh, spray tan straight away. I mm -hmm. think he was asking where he got it done. Um, what else have we got in there? Coffees isn't there as well, is there? Or is that gone? So there's coffees. a Negi, which is um, you have to basically get the... Almost like Enrique's haircut at the moment. Right. <laughs> Someone asked if he had had a fine, but you basically just sh shave the sides and the... And like down like almost like a mohawk. Yeah, it's a very ugly neg. Uh, I don't know why it's called a neggy. I'm not sure either. But you you have to shave the sides of your hair off. Right. Is that what Tom Gordon's got? Or is he just going for the mullet? No, these guys just do it voluntary. So, yeah. um, that's quite a big one. So then you have the option if you don't go for a funny, mm -hmm. you go for a money, right. which is twenty, forty, sixty, all the way up um, to one hundred and twenty. I think it is and. And yeah, you roll the dice and whatever it is, you have to pay that amount. So and that goes to the social fund, does it? And that goes towards the social fund, yeah. So that's um, that's the route that ta gets taken a lot because you put that neggy in there and there's guys like Ali Price or Adam Hastings that if you touch their hair, yeah. 
they would yeah they would lose it so They'd lose it yeah i'd be getting messages every day don't put any photos of me up until this year's back exactly um i'm trying to think what the other ones are there's, there's the spray tan come off a funny presentation oh yeah one of them's a, yeah see a couple of them yeah there's a one of them's a poem you have to do a poem to the whole group right which i think i quite enjoy yeah yeah i reckon you take that quite seriously yeah, i, I would <laughs> I'd, i think i'd write quite a nice poem um so yeah there's a few funny ones in there but yes yeah, just trying to keep the standards up yeah. and uh and also top up the social fund which ah. isn't getting used much at the moment because of course, this yeah. coronavirus bloody so stuff. it's going to be a whole day to dubai after is it for the whole team yeah i wish <laughs> if matt fag keeps going the way he does yeah we could but <laughs> poor matt um and then also kind of talking about kind of you know driving standards and stuff like that we've seen incidents across the sporting world of you know people testing positive um for coronavirus obviously we had one quite recently within scottish rugby across edinburgh what has been i guess yeah what, what are the standards we're setting here or, or maybe not standards setting here maybe that's the wrong way to say it but what are we saying to the players and how are you guys dealing with things outside of rugby you know obviously these guys are quite young social what is the what's the conversations been like well, it's just following the government guidance, I suppose. And the doc gives something every week where he'll come in and tell us where we're at with it. Because um, it's quite hard to keep up with, isn't it? Yeah, it's like lot, knowing lot what you can and can't do. Um, so, yes, yeah, the doc basically on our WhatsApp group giving us, you know, pointers where we, what we can do, what we can't do, um, giving a little presentation at the beginning of the week. And then it's on us to obviously then drive everything off there and make sure that, guys are clever with what the you know the decisions that they're making off the field um but it is it's difficult for everyone isn't it and it it's the uncertainty but um yeah so i was just sticking to what we we can and can't do like the rest you know the rest of the people in scotland at the moment yeah um yeah yeah and maybe on a i don't know if it's a lighter note pre-season as you're just saying we're about to finish up week three of pre-season next week we'll be going to game week against Connet. um how is it been to have it been kind of shortened into just a three-week block rather than like i say a six week or eight weeks that we would have had before is it less fitness focused uh you know has, i guess and again you kind of touched on it earlier about having a social element there normally is one in pre-season yeah. has there been anything like that zoom zoom quizzes are surely they're a thing of the past now aren't they yeah god who likes zoom calls anymore um yeah well it was weird because obviously when we came back before the edinburgh game there was a lot of fitness put in there because we weren't allowed to make contact with each other so it was just straight line running the worst type of fitness ever um so that's probably where we got the bulk of our fitness then we played two games which helps um and then did we have a week off yeah then we had a week off and then we came back in yeah and it's it's there's there's been elements of fitness in there but it's been more just full-on training because i suppose we had that shortened block of fitness stuff at the beginning yeah at the end of every friday we do this terrible thing called tour de glasgow mm-hmm. um, which nearly killed me last week um, that we're doing that you're doing after this this podcast aren't you clan challenges um so it's, we're, we're set into four different clans and we basically race against each other but on a push bike would be fun around the roads but yeah. no it's not it's on a ski erg watt bike rowing machine and some other stupid device out there mm-hmm. um and you basically have to try and yeah you basically flog yourself for like 25 minutes trying to win this clan challenge yeah how's and your clan been doing terribly really yeah terribly we've got jamie dobby's our um clan leader right and he just picked skinny guys right okay if we were doing like something like a fitness 
like a running fitness thing, we yep. kill it. We've yep. got zero power. Right, of course. Except for me and Ollie Kebble. Right, okay. We're and like do, do you all have to do each one of the each Yeah, well, each you can mix so and match you, you it. You can't, like, I mean, you know, you can't put the powerful guys who've got the stronger legs on the rower, maybe. And well, then. yeah, we. I thought everyone should be doing something, but I looked over last week and Ali Price was just sat on the side. He was the captain of his group and he decided that he wasn't going to do any of the exercises. That sounds like a fine to me. That we're, <laughs> talk, we're talking about driving standards here, Wilson. Come on, but yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We need like, a badminton co- competition or something like that, right? Yeah, and then we'd probably win, right? <laughs> something easy. <laughs> and obviously, so now we're just a week away from our first fixture away to Connaught at the sports ground. I think for the last five years, we played Connaught at the sports ground away for our first fixture of the season. How are you feeling for it? How are the boys feeling for it? How are you feeling for traveling during, you know, I guess COVID times? For the game, the boys are buzzing. It's um, exciting. We're finally back in the league starting again. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, with everything else around it, it's just very strange, isn't it? So I think we're chartering a flight. We're not allowed to share rooms, which, as I've mentioned before, I hate because I don't like being on my own. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about that, if selected. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it is just strange times, isn't it? So uh, I guess we'll get across there. Um, do what we normally do we just stay in the hotel anyway so it won't be that weird there but mm-hmm. um, it's just this no fan stuff that yeah. I absolutely hate because yeah, um, yeah it, it definitely takes a lot away from the game mm-hmm. so I think we need to um, get onto Nicola and fix that <laughs> and Kenny Murray actually mentioned in press when he did press yesterday that we we're looking at doing some stuff just as a team about how to kind of drive that not that fan experience is the wrong way but kind of that atmosphere within a game. I think there was some some chat about that. Have you guys been talking at all as a team about how you're going to kind of build excitement, create a bit of atmosphere amongst yourselves while you're on the pitch and when you're scoring tries and things like that? Well, yeah, it's just, yeah, I guess it's just building energy because you're not getting anything from the fans. So um, it'll be interesting to see if there's a, you know, there's an away, when we go and play away, whether there's a home advantage or not. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just a strange one all round. But I mean, we do it already in games. We try and create an energy within the boys, um, but it's even more so. There's even more of an emphasis on it because you know there's literally no sound coming from the stands. Yeah, we're just gonna have to. Have, I think we're gonna get some. Um, what are those Fuvuzela things? Fuvuzelas, yeah. yeah get, get some of them for the uh, the bench. Yeah. Okay. And get them. Yeah, blind those. Get the boys starting a chant as well. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good idea. Um, so no, we'll, we'll be all right. Yeah. We'll be all right in the day. Yeah. I mean, both teams are going through it. So mm-hmm. yeah, and, and fixtures were confirmed this week. Obviously, some Monday night fixtures in there as well. How do you how do you feel about that? I, I guess also how do the family feel about that? I feel like a footballer. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Football, they've played on a Monday night, don't they? I think they might do. Yeah. They, I think um, A League rugby guys do as well. I think that was a big thing. Hasto was saying Monday night lights at Bath. He used to play when he was in the A League. Yeah. Yeah. I think I played a couple A League games actually on a Monday night. Uh, listen, it's a game of rugby. When you play, it doesn't really matter as long as you prepare well for it and just yeah, treat it like any other game, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've not really, I've not really given it much thought. It's just another game, isn't just, it? Yeah. And I mean, in the Premiership, they've been doing it, haven't they? Playing Wednesday. Yeah, they've been playing Wednesdays, Wednesdays and, like and things like that. So yeah, we'll be all right. Yeah, as long as you're out playing rugby, you're happy. Exactly. Exactly. And let's talk about the season as a whole, just quickly. What are we, what are we saying, like, you know, what, what are we looking to do? Are th- have there been targets set? For both Europe Pro 14 or Pro 12, maybe I guess you could call it right now, at least up until Christmas. What's what's the, what's the chat been around there, or is it more take it a few weeks at a time, just block by block? Yeah, we, uh, we probably haven't spoken about it much, um, just because we're in this pre-season 
element right. at the moment. So I think that chat will start to come next week and we'll start to do that. But obviously, we'll be pushing for the top spots in, in all of those. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's our plan every season to, to do better. And, you know, we're disappointed not to make the finals this year. I know it was a strange one, but um, to not make the finals this year in the, what's that, the first time in... Yeah, two, three seasons. Knockout stage, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's been a while. I think uh, the last time was just Gregor Townsend's last year, so that would have been, what, 2016, 17, I think it would have been. Yeah, so, you know, it's that, that was frustrating. Um, and we'll be making sure we do better this year. Yeah. So I guess finally on the new season, we've kind of touched on it there about Danny Wilson, but we also have some new coaches coming in. Kenny Murray's obviously sticking around as our defence coach. We've also been joined by Kelly Brown, who... I think, did you play with him at Scotland? And then also Johnny Bell. How have they both been settling in and how are they? Yeah, Kelly obviously know. Um, I think Kelly left the season. The season I came, he had just left. So I just missed him at Glasgow. So you took his position? Um, I don't think that's the case. But um, yeah, a few obviously a few of the guys stayed in touch with him. So I, I'd met him on a few a few stag dudes, I think, actually. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in terms of the you know Scotland stuff, he was still playing for Scotland and in and around Scotland with him there. So, um, yeah, he's a brilliant person to, to have come in and, uh, and you know, he's got a wealth, of, a, a massive amount of knowledge um, about the game and about that area that he's coaching. So, um, for someone to come from like a club like Saracens, yeah. um, it is brilliant and uh, he'll be great. Uh, and then, yeah, Dinger, Johnny Bell. Is that the nickname? Is it Dinger? Yeah, well, that's what Tommy Seymour calls him. Right. So I've Two just Ulster jumped on together. that. Guessing it's something to do with his second name. Right. Um, but yeah, no, he's a brilliant guy. Really positive bloke. Um, and again, another good man to have around the club. So exciting times. These guys have put, you know, put their little stamps on, on what we do on the on the field. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we can start to see that, you know, coming next week against Connor. Right, so we're almost out of time. I think it's only right that we end uh, talking to directly to our fans. Um, some of the most loyal in club rugby, you know, they travel all over the world supporting us. That you know, down to South Africa, across to France, down to Wales, across to Ireland, um, and they create electric atmospheres wherever they go. And we've we've touched on it there. You spoke about it earlier, like you know, without the fans, you know, you you know, you thrive off the fans and the atmosphere. Uh, not having them there is certainly going to be missed. Um, even through COVID, obviously, they continue to support us at the start, uh, buying their thousands, opting to leave uh, the remaining season ticket money and ticket money with the club to help support its operations. And now, as we look towards the new season, over 90% of our season ticket holders have renewed and over a 1,000 people have bought our Warrior Nation memberships, which give them early access to tickets, access to um, fan events and things like that. So before we sign off, is there anything you'd like to say directly to them? Uh, just a massive thank you. I think it's an incredible thing that they've all done. Um, I couldn't do that at the moment. After the house build, I'm absolutely skint. But um, no, they're you know incredible fans, and we're going to miss them. Um, and we hope that as soon as we can get them back, that they'll all come back in their thousands and and get them back at Scotston and get playing in front of them. But yeah, all the best to them, and thank you very much. Cheers, Ryan. Good luck for the season, mate. Thank you. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast.